took some time to get these mental reps God body complex Always go for more, never strive for less Couldn't walk in my shoes, you ain't prepared for that You niggas holding so much space, ain't clearing no cap This here my luxury Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Julian. I'm here with my co-producer, co-host, Small Town EP. Yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? How you doing? Everything good. I got Kev here with us, too. Appreciate you what's for up? coming through, Kev. You got your camera working this week. Yes. And, char- and, it, and it's on the charger, so it's not going to die five minutes in. And there we go. Come back up. So, funny story. I didn't post the last episode. I, I left it on YouTube, but I didn't post the audio because um, when you're camera went out ep like for visuals he took out the three man and left the two man and he didn't really know that that was going to cut out your whole audio so i was talking to myself for like the first five six minutes <laughs> i mean clearly we was having a conversation but it That's sounded crazy. like i was talking to myself and then ep's ad-libbing like uh yeah <laughs> uh-huh so but yeah. no nah, man it's, it's it's been a good week it's mlb all-star week we got you know, the home run derby coming up. I think the game is on the 11th. So um, first and foremost, how was y'all 4th of July? Y'all had a long week off from work. Talk to me. Yeah, 4th of July was good. I never have a week off of work. Um, it just comes with the territory, I guess. But it was a good, uh, we actually went and uh, filmed for a client at their lake house. So it was dope. We went like wakeboard thing and stuff like that. So. What part? What part of Florida is this? Lake Placid. It's beautiful over there. I went. That's funny. I I went. I didn't go wake. Uh, I didn't go wakeboarding. What's it called when you uh, water rafting? Water rafting, I guess. Why? Oh, okay. like, like the tubing. Why, yeah. yeah, tubing. Like boat drag you and you just yeah, yeah. bailing out. Yeah, that's that the shit same is thing. that shit like, is mad fun. It was like the boat dragging you on like a. Now nah, wakeboarding is way harder. Like you yeah, gotta that shit. that shit kills your body. You gotta be really strong that's and have balance. Yeah, I, I tried to do that. What's that park over there? Um, Clearwater. It's over there by Deerfield. It's by Tradewinds Park. Yeah, you know, you know. know it's Trade by Tradewinds. Yeah. Okay, so it's really like a connection of Tradewinds Park. It's a water park, and um, they have like a machine that sends you on the raft. So you gotta really like, bro, you wiping out if you don't know. So you get on that bitch, eh, and it just wipes you out if you if you don't got the balance or the strength. So. Yeah, the first day, because we went two days. The first day we went. I had so much water up my nose because I did not know how to get up on the board. And then they showed me a video. And then so the second day I was like, okay, I kind of get it. And then I was able to get up like three times and I stayed up on one of them for, for a little, like probably 30 yeah. seconds. So that was cool. But yeah. You felt, you felt a little accomplished doing that. That definitely. <laughs> uh, my client was like, you had the biggest smile on your face of like, just that's hilarious. You had that. 20 seconds after, going after failing the first 15 times that 16 times getting up and staying up I was yes like, sir yes sir how was your weekend e uh i can't complain um the the holiday was enjoyable just uh went and had some uh brunch slash lunch with uh one of my girl's friends met their newborn a lot of my a lot of a lot of people close to me having kids and shit lately it's kind of uh it's interesting to be around it's beautiful to see yeah. that's what it is beautiful man. to it's see beautiful and interesting to, to be around absolutely um so did that ran some errands relaxed saw you know hung out with some of my peoples by their pool for a little bit nothing uh definitely was inside definitely was inside i was not outside for the holiday well you got you got i mean you probably in your saving money bag right now because you got trips coming up you're gonna be here soon you'll be in italy soon enough 
You know so, what I mean? I'm sweating I this five hundred dollar bet on the on the Guardians right now. I was talking to Gio. Shout out to Gio. <laughs> less less risk, more profit. LRMP oh, team EP and Gio. Gio on, just got back from Vegas. What two days ago? He put a yeah. he put a ticket. He said he put a ticket on on the Marlins. No, on the Braves. It was the Braves game. Uh, first five. You, you know, you told him not to take the money line. He wanted to take the money line, and um, he said he was banging on the wall when when uh, what's his name second baseman Albiz Ozzy Albiz hit that home run. And then tied it up, and then they took the lead and kind of went off. So uh, he won a big ticket there. So shout out to y'all. Y'all y'all been giving out free plays all week, all month, actually. I said all week, all month. And, um, you know, if you guys join the Telegram, the link will be in the description. Join the Telegram. Yeah, we do that. Less we do risk, that. more profit. They're going to give you the plays free for now. I can't tell you how much longer they're going to be free, but, um, you know, you're going to win some money fucking with them. So we ran up. We're running up a bag right now. We're going to keep doing that. Just know. And as always. Let it hear, bro. As always, gamble responsibly. Please, please. Yeah. If you know someone that if needs you know help, somebody with a gambling problem, like it, EPGO and <laughs> for real, man. That's a fact. Yeah, but like I said, bro, it's it's All Star Week. We got a we got a great baseball season going. The Marlins have a franchise record fifty one wins before um, the All Star break. They're they're you know getting hot at the right time. We got teams like the Orioles. They're blowing out the Yankees tonight, but the Orioles are, are doing a Yo, great why? job this year. <laughs> it's 14 it's nothing. It looks like it's a football score in the second quarter right now. That's embarrassing. We're fighting for a wild card spot. I got spot, to. Though. I mean, there's that's, nothing. That's there's nothing to. We're fighting for You a guys wild are fighting spot. for a wild card spot, but yeah, we are. you guys are playing like a minor league team since Aaron Judge <laughs> goes out. And, um, you know, it, again, everybody wants to look at, which I don't blame them, Aaron Boone, obviously. The lineup isn't going as they should, but Boone is going to be the oddball because the team is is too talented, quote unquote, too talented to be playing as bad. And at a certain point, you got to look at have we won? I mean, the Yankees haven't won a World Series since we know. But at the same time, it's just they keep coming up short, keep coming up short. And uh, as much as they love and respect Boone there, I thought he might have been gone after last year. Um Aaron Judge probably saved that for him. I don't think we're going to see the same this year. And uh, by the way, EP, is that SP I see back there in the background? That is, that is SP did just enter the building. Tell him I said hello. Tell him I said what's up. And ask him for me what he thinks about Dame Lillard not wanting to play for the Celtics, but specifically wanting to play for the Miami Heat. Yo, Strix, you're getting a shout out. Niggas are saying what's good to you. And uh, nah, but a a ATS wants to know specifically. June wants to know how you feel about Damian Lillard not wanting to play for the Celtics and asking to play for the Miami Heat. Demanding, demanding to play for the Miami Heat. <laughs> he said, "Until y'all get him, you can't talk shit." Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll leave. I'll leave my my shit talk for Twitter. <laughs> but uh, the day we do get him, expect a call, a, a FaceTime. You say you're going to FaceTime you. So anyways, <laughs> anyways, let's get back to the MLB. I want to talk about the all-star starters. Uh, we got a, obviously, superpower lineup here. And shout out to the Texas Rangers who, who this year signed to Grom. He got hurt, obviously. We knew that was coming. But with three starters, you know, Marcus Simeon, Jonah Heim, Corey Seager, 
they did a great job this offseason of loading up that team with with stars and and we're seeing now that uh it's paying off even though that their ace you know is, is going to be gone for time but shit if they can get him back at the right time late in the season and they have a you know strong place in the playoff run we can really see that texas rangers team uh, turn turn nothing into something that was one of the worst teams in the league they got a new stadium they uh they bought some new firepower in and it's turning around. So I'm excited for that. But uh, the lineup on the AL side of things is going to be Jonah Heim, Yandy Diaz, Marcus Simeon, Josh John, Corey Seager, Mike Trout, Randy Rosarena, Aaron Judge, Shohei Otani. Obviously, Aaron Judge isn't uh, isn't going to be playing in the game. We'll see who who replaces him start, <clears throat> starting in right. And Trout won't be either because he just got hurt, right? What does he get a... Wrist injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got uh, Salvador Perez, Adley Rutschman, Vladdy Jr., Whit Merrifield, Bo Bichette, Jose Ramirez, Wander Franco, Luis Robert, Austin Hayes, Yodon Alvarez, Dolas Garcia, Kyle Tucker, Julio Rodriguez, and Brent Rooker uh, on the bench. And then Shohei Otani, Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Nathan Evaldi, Kevin Gosman, Shane McClanahan, Framber Valdez, Michael Lorenzen, George Kirby. Uh, Kenley Jansen, Emmanuel Clase, Felix Batista, and Yanir Cano. So, I mean, shout out to, shout out to uh, Randy Rosarena as well, having a great season. But I wanted to point out Adley Rickman. I mean, this is the prototypical uh, catcher in today's baseball, 6'2", 230, athletic, fast. He's hitting 274 with 11 home runs, uh, 36 RBIs, and uh, he's throwing guys out. He's not letting you steal on him. So, what the Braves said, the Braves, what the Orioles are been, are doing with their young core, Gunnar Henderson, as I was mentioning today, playing the Yankees. I mean, he's got four for four in the fourth inning with a homer. They just, they just, these teams that, you know, we're starting to see a young MLB grow right before our eyes. Like this game was about who has, you know, the classical power hitters and, you know, the old names, but, but this game has turned into a faster paced fast at more athletic uh position needy game that more runs are coming in and speed kills a uh, speed has always been a dominant thing in baseball but uh ellie de la cruz we, we spotlighted him last week and since then i mean he's making more history i think him and and i can't remember other guys name another rookie both had four hits and that's the first time uh two cincinnati reds rookies had four hits in the game earlier this week um so they're on a tear as well. Did you guys have any thoughts on the National League, or excuse me, the American League side of things for the All-Star starters? Um, I mean, it's, it, it, it always sucks, like, seeing guys like Judge and Trout not being able to play because of injury. Um, yeah. Judge. Shohei as well. Judge, yeah. And I was, I was thinking, I saw, <clears throat> I saw that he got hurt also, so I don't know if he's even going to play. But – um, yeah, Aaron Judge, honestly, I mean, obviously, probably shouldn't be on the team um, in the first place. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a starter because he's a Yankee, but he hasn't obviously played enough, I don't think, to to yield a – to deserve to start in the All-Star game. <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, for me, really, that always does suck, but – I like I like that Salvi Perez is still there. He's having an amazing season. I also like Nathan Devaldi. 
um, how he's been able to kind shout of shout out to out. Nasty Nate, yeah. man. He, he with the comeback season, with the crazy comeback season. Um, he's doing great. He actually came back to Boston tonight. Um, the score is 10 6 right now, Boston. I'm not sure what the stats are on him, but it looks like he didn't have the best, uh, the best return. But hey. That's why I told motherfuckers stay off of it today. I'm not even going live. Pause. You know, you know, you know what you're talking about. But um, you know, I mean? you know Nathan Evaldi, 2018 World Series champion, couldn't do it without him. Shout out to the Red Sox. Haven't been great since, but that's what happens when you win. You know, four. What is that? Four in in twelve or so. Shout out to the Sox. Let's talk about the AL lineup, the uh, NL lineup, because that AL lineup, although some great hitters and Obviously, the the firepower and star power is is hurt for the most part with Trout, Judge, and Otani going to miss the game. But I mean, we're talking some hitters over here. When we got Sean Murphy, Freddie Freeman, Luis Arez, who I want to talk about, Nolan Arenado, Orlando Arcia, Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, Corbin Carroll, JD Martinez. Look at JD Martinez, another 2018 uh, alumni off that Red Sox World Series team. Uh, Will Smith on the reserve, Elias Diaz, Matt Olson. Matt Olson has like 29 home runs this year. He's like second in the league in home runs. Ozzy Albies is on a tear. Austin Riley's been playing great. Uh, and mind you, I just named three back-to-back Atlanta Braves on that bench. Uh, wow. Dansby Swanson, Pete Alonzo, who's going to be in the home run derby. Lourdes Gurriel, Nick Castellanos. Shout out to Nick Castellanos, a Broward boy out of uh, – he went to – Pepper Pines. Thank you. Love it. Juan Soto and uh, Jorge Soler. Pitchers is uh, Zach Gallen, Spencer Strider, who I think, I mean, between Zach Gallen and Spencer Strider, you could have put either one as an ace, but Spencer Strider is, is, is really pitching his ass off this year. Bryce Elder, Justin Steele, Mitch Keller, Josiah Gray, Clayton Kershaw, who's not going to be available obvious for obvious reasons, and Marcus Stroman. Uh, then we got Alexis Diaz, Josh Hader, Devin Williams, Camilo Duvall, and David Bedner. But um, going back to uh, Luis Arez, I mean, the Mar- Marlins are n- not a 50-win team without this guy. Jazz been in and out of the lineup. And obviously, Jazz is like the fan favorite. He was the cover boy for MLB The Show. But as I mentioned, like, I mean, with only three home runs, he's hitting 388. Like, to be hitting 388 in July by, by the All-Star break consistently – with a 439 on base percentage and a 917 OPS. I mean, this is like a manager's dream in the lineup. Kev mentioned last week when we were talking with Ellie, uh, about Ella Cruz, you know, one spark a lineup. This is exactly what the Marlins are getting from a guy like Luis Arias, where every single night he's going to put up one to two hits guaranteed and he's going to get on base uh, and, and give his chance, give his guys a chance to score. So, um, you got to love what's going on in Miami right now. Kev also touched on how there's like 20,000 people, 15,000 people going to the games where last year and, and years past, we're seeing 4,000 people. It looked like an Oakland A's game in Miami because it's just not fun uh, as a fan or spectator at that point. So when them Yankees come in August, that that's going to be a 30,000, you know what I'm saying? It might. It, it, I don't want to say it's going to sell out, but it might sell out. That's that's how it's gonna sell crazy out. the Marlins it's are going. You said it's going to sell out? It might already be gonna sold out. out. I don't know, but it might already be sold out. When teams um, like that... Sorry. No, go ahead. 
And I was going to say, when teams like that come to Miami, the away side is always crazy lit. Crazy lit. Crazy lit. I went to a Dodgers game once that Sandy was pitching at, and I sat on the Dodgers side. Crazy lit. Crazy lit. Crazy lit. The cool thing is because you rarely get where they're both good. And so the Marlins actually might be better than the Yankees right now because Judge is out of the lineup. When Judge gets back in the lineup, we'll see if that turns the offense around for them. But um, Arise has been amazing offensively. Like, he's a machine at the plate. And then Jorge Soler, another all-star, has been really good uh, power for them. But what's crazy is that there's a name missing from this list who you would expect the Marlins with 51 wins, this guy would definitely be an all-star, and that's Cy Young's last year, Sandy Alcantara. So they're doing this with him having a not a great year, not a right. not even a good year. It's a, it's a bad year, call it what it is. And then um, a name who probably hasn't pitched enough, but I think if he did start from the beginning of the season, would be on this list is Yuri Perez. So. Yuri is dealing, dealing, and and it's crazy to see. Shout out to another pitcher who. Doesn't necessarily deserve to be on the all-star team, but he's been pitching his ass off for a bad team, and that's uh, Brian Bello. Brian Bello from the Red Sox. He got called up this year, and he's just been putting eight innings, seven inning games in and really holding guys to teams to two runs, three runs. His ERA is real low, so uh, shout-out to Brian Bello. And I think he's a Dominican dude, so uh, always great yeah, to have a good Dominican, Dominican in Boston. The, the, the young Dominican pitching – that is coming up right now because Yuri's Dominican also. Yep. And Sandy, if Sandy can get his shit together, I mean, if Sandy can get his shit together, the Marlins have a legit one too. I yep. Mean, like, and that's going to be like, that's a, that, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I know Yuri just got rocked by the Braves, but that's a tough lineup to face, especially being a young pitcher. And he's going to, that's something you, you'll learn from, hopefully. But um, yeah, I mean, if Sandy can get back to, Last year, Sandy, they've got a one-two that in the postseason, yeah, you get you get them going game one, game two, you might find yourself up two nothing quick. So and Sandy, you know his his year last year was not a fluke by far. Like he really has it. That's who he is. He he's getting rocked this year, and and he needs to figure things out. What's crazy, as you mentioned, is that the Marlins are still winning, but pushing for a playoff run and getting to be able to have Sandy and Yuri one, you know what I'm saying? That one, two punch uh, in a five game series, seven game series. Like that's really tough to, to, to go against as a lineup. Um, Cause you know, you're going to see a good, if, if they're pitching a good game, you're, you can get them for seven, eight innings. Right. And uh, those are, those are two, two real, real good pitchers. So shout out to the Marlins, man. I wanted to, no, 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 go ahead. No, real quick, I was just going to say, in a seven-game series, you're definitely going to see both of them twice because exactly. the rotation shortened. So, exactly. Exactly. Four, wins, four wins just off the backs of two pitchers. Um, there's a couple people that I'm sub- uh, that I'm not surprised that are on there on NDNL. There's a couple people that I am. Um, pitchers, specifically Josiah Gray being on there, I was like, I don't really know about all that. I would have probably <laughs> put... I would have probably put Julio uh, Urias from uh, the Dodgers on there before I put Josiah Gray on there. Justin Steele on Chicago having a phenomenal year. He's like has like a seven and two or eight and two record, yeah. just absolutely yeah. uh, killing it. Um, I'm gonna make a bold prediction right now. Uh, ATS Pod, July 6, twenty three. Um, I know you alluded to it, June. All of these Atlanta Braves on this All Star roster 
I think the Atlanta Braves are going to represent the NL this year in the World Series. That's that's what I'm going to say at this point. I honestly believe it's going to be uh, an, an Atlanta and Tampa Bay World Series, but I definitely think Atlanta is going to be there. I can't so guarantee. Down there, you go, you're going out on a limb there. <laughs> I'm not a Braves fan. Limb, this isn't a paid promotion either. But just the way that they're playing is, I mean, the all-star roster speaks to it. The stats speak to it. It's been a phenomenal first half of the year for them. The um, Josiah Gray thing real quick. Uh, they got to change that shit about, like, every team needs a representative because that's not true. <laughs> like, the Oakland Athletics don't have anybody. You know Yo, I mean? like, and shout, shout out to my fellow Puerto Rican, Marcus Stroman, on there too, man. Real talk. He's been dealing this year too. And yeah, I mean, he found the new home in Chicago. Yeah, Castellanos is in Philly. I actually played uh, on the Pembroke Lakes Phillies with Nick Castellanos when we were eight years old. He hit another home run during a odd announcer moment. So he's two for two. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and shout out to Yandel from We Sing in Yandel on the, in the celebrity softball game. <laughs> Representing us Puerto Ricans too. Shout out to the That's Puerto hilarious. Ricans, <laughs> Listen, I mean, you know. It's strong out there. I'll, real quick, Shohei Otani, I know he's not going to play in the game, um, but unlike Judge, he deserves to be there, if not more than anybody. Hitting 296 with 31 home runs, leading the league right now, 68 RBIs as well. And, um, I mean, I didn't even talk about his pitching. Obviously, he's, he's the unicorn of the league, but what he's doing on the mound and then bringing it to the plate every other night, is uh is insane with a 1033 OPS and a 650 slugging percentage, 33 383 on base percentage. Uh, I I think we're just gonna continue to see Shohei get better. Like he hasn't reached his ceiling yet, I, and quite possibly might see a 63 home run season if he stays healthy. Like that's it's still on the table right now. Um, I don't know that we'll see it because. His workload is going to go up and he's going to, you know, games are going to get a little tighter. But uh, the way he's playing right now, it's real loose and, and he's really letting that bat swing. So Shohei, he's on that tracker for 63. Um, I don't think he does it, but but we can we can definitely see that this year. Can we can we uh, can we talk about basketball? Because it. it's still free agent yeah. names are interested. Um the home run Durham and, and we'll watch it and whatever, whatever. But I want to talk about Dame Lillard, his quest to Miami. It's still not official. Nothing's in stone. You know, Cronin's doing his best to uh, keep Pat Riley on his toes and upset. Kev has a lot to say about guys like Kevin O'Connor and uh, uh, some other names in the media that that have just been you know, working for the Blazers. Like, I, I mean, if, if Wojnarowski's on the Blazers' payroll, I totally understand, but certainly not the case. ESPN exclusive, NBA insider Wojnarowski. Kev's got some thoughts. I want to hear what Kev has to say about these people uh, because, I mean, we're just building an anxiety for Dame Lillard to come to Miami. We can't wait till the day he does. And, you know, I think it was on this day, two days ago or yesterday, that Jimmy Butler got traded uh to the heat in 2019 from philly we got josh richardson back so that's another great addition uh rook two coming back to miami shout out to him kev let, let us know what you think about these guys in the media i already mentioned some of their names and, and i know you got some fit about it listen man you know in high school <laughs> you'd go to like 
there'd be like something you you see a girl that you like and she tells not only does she choose somebody else but she has explicitly told you i don't want to date you i don't want to talk to you leave me alone i don't like you that is every Celtics fan right now but but the guy like continues to try the guy continues to try and he's like persistent like but just maybe this that's every Celtics fan. That's every Celtics reporter right now. That's Bill Simmons. That's Kevin O'Connor. That's Matt Moore, HP Basketball. Oh, but the Heat have the worst package of all 30 teams. Get the fuck out of here. The worst package. Tyler Hero is suddenly, we forget that he's 23 years old, sixth man of the year already. Like, get the fuck out of here. The worst package in the NBA. This It's ridiculous. The Miami Heat are a top-tier NBA franchise. Everybody who wants to play basketball wants to play for the Miami Heat. It's not a secret. The New York Knicks haven't won since Willis Reed. The, the Boston <laughs> Celtics have won championships since most of their fan base has been alive. What are we doing? Like, why do the Heat consistently, since Pat Riley has been here, who continue to win and continue to show who they are, just as an eight seed made the NBA Finals and not in the lockout year like the Knicks eight seed did, the real a yeah. real full season eight seed made the NBA Finals for the first time in NBA history, legitimately, and we just continue to like find ways to be like like throw them under the bus and throw shade. It's ridiculous. And then Woj, like he's working for Cronin, like he's like he's Cronin's muppet, like Cronin's texting him, like, "Hey, can you put that tweet out now? Hey, did you tweet that yet? Like, what what are we doing? The guy, we we know where he wants to play." It hasn't ever been like this big of an issue with any other superstar in the history of ever to where they're like, I want to go play here. Can you trade me here? People want to bring up Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell did not request the trade. The Utah Jazz decided to blow it up. And yeah, Donovan wanted to go play for New York, but he didn't go to the front office to say, trade me to the Knicks. I mean, it's such a different thing for everybody. Trista Crick with her, oh, listen, Kevin Garnett didn't want to go to Boston at first either. It's a whole different thing. Dame does not like Boston. He does not want to play in Boston. It's as simple as that. He doesn't have a problem with Jason Tatum. He doesn't have a problem with Jalen Brown. I'm sure if they played in Miami, he would say, send me to Miami still because it's Miami. He doesn't want to go to Boston. Give it up. Dame's going to the Miami Heat, hopefully, because we can't say for sure because Cronin can pull up a fast one and send him wherever. But all signs point to him going to the Heat. Let's, let's just deal with it. And yeah. let's get our fourth championship. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I I have nothing to to piggyback off of what you said because that's exactly how I feel. Um, shout out to Ethan Skolnick and Greg Sylvander on Five Reasons Sports. They're saying that uh, you know, it's it, it's inevitable, and everybody knows it's inevitable. But to the point that uh, Cronin has to wait till summer league, and you know the GMs are going to meet face to face. He's going to be able to sit down with Pat Riley and sit down with maybe some other GMs, the Nets GM, and see what they can cook up as far as you know who goes where to your point though that i do want to piggyback on is tyler hero though like it, you know there's obviously that overlying factor that it is the miami heat so i'll piggyback on that point that you mentioned but i mean to say a 23 year old future all-star with one of the best three-point shots in the game who can create his own offense who can score 20 a game, who already got a deal, which is a fair value contract at this point. And we're seeing the rate of which 
guys are getting paid this summer, which a lot of people are also criticizing DeJounte Murray. I don't get it. I mean, I think the Hawks got a good deal out of a good point guard who plays great on-ball defense and can score for you. I don't necessarily know that Trey Young and him meshed the best together, but to say that the value of his contract is like an overpay is, is, is just a narrative, and it's just like the easy thing to say nowadays, whether it's on Twitter or a podcast, um, we got to really sit back and look at what these guys are doing for their teams and what they've done in their respective careers to see why they deserve this contract. Tyler Hero's contract is fair as any uh, if you ask me right now. And everybody wants to bring up Jalen Brunson, and I get it. It's a great deal. But we can't compare every single deal after his deal. Like, if we were to do that, we'd be talking in the NFL like, oh, Patrick Mahomes just got paid. Oh, well, look at Jalen Hurts. Oh, look at Ken, uh, look at Lamar Jackson. Like, that's how it goes. The next person to get paid sets the tone for the next person to get paid. And obviously, you know, we talked about Emmanuel quickly in his seven-figure wish, right? He might get the four-year $80 million deal. But at the same time, if he does get the four-year $100 million deal, it's not like hoopla. It's not just crazy. These guys are getting the money that is coming into the NBA. It's just funneling back out to the players. So um, Tyler Hero has a great value if he plays for a team like San Antonio with the future with Wembenyama. If he goes and gives Brooklyn some shooting that they lost with Curry leaving and Joe Harris getting traded. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much value for Tyler Hero, even if he ends up in Portland, which they don't want him, quote-unquote. And with, with Portland, I get that, them not wanting him, because I, they have three young guards already which is the reason why it's like, why would Dame want to even stay there? Like, what's, right. what's the point? And, and for Portland, it doesn't make sense to keep Dame when you just drafted another young guard. So let those three guards do their thing. I understand I wanted to bring in a fourth young guard, but there's ways to make the trade happen. It's yeah. not like, uh, it's not rocket science here. Like, we've been, Pat's, Pat's put together five team, 12-player trades. We can figure this out. We'll be all right. 100%. Hey, shout out, to, uh, shout out to those in the chat. My nah, fault. Go ahead. But nah, you're good. But especially when Dame said, like before the draft, if y'all take advantage of this draft pick, I don't want to play with young players. Like I don't want to be here if y'all take this. If I use this draft pick, and they went and you really utilized the fuck out of that draft pick. They knew what it was. They they knew what it was when they signed up. You know what I mean? To quote Drake. And when you talk about signed up, I mean, they signed up for Damian Lillard in 2013. Like, this isn't something that they just came across. And this isn't their fourth year with Damian Lillard where it's like, oh, stars getting upset. He hasn't been upset his whole career. He hasn't caused any type of rift or commotion or any type of tension in the locker room or towards the front office for them to feel like, you know what, uh, even though we we should find the best locker uh, best core for you it's tough because there's no excuse as to why they haven't been able to get dame lillard his help um he's taking you to playoffs he's gotten you playoff wins and series wins and he's the best player in your franchise history i know that it's still a business at the end of the day and the blazers have to do what's best for them but at the same time uh i do believe that they 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 need to do right by their superstar who stood by their side um and is giving you the like if it was like yo send me here and you're gonna get like one first round pick back or like this player and this player like they're not getting nothing back you know they're gonna get multiple first round draft picks and they're gonna get if they if they have the power to get players but they obviously want to unload on contracts and they want to take on uh they want to take on 
the draft pick. So, I mean, it, it, it's it's really a win-win for the Blazers. You know, obviously you're losing out on a guy like Dame Lillard, but the time is up, bro. The time is up. So I just wanted to say shout-out to those in the chat. Shout-out to Jay. Shout-out to uh, Party. Shout-out to Gio. Lesher's more profit. Um, Shohei one of them goats. That's what Gio said. And, and Jay says, slow down on the pitching. And he'll get it. And, and yeah, I mean, I think it's true. He can get that 62, but you also want Shohei on the mound uh, as much as possible because he's right. just pitching gas as your ace. So uh, I guess moving on from the Dame Lillard thing, uh, I wanted to get into some of the available free agents still. And, and a lot of this is in part of the Dame Lillard weight. Like a guy like... Christian Wood still hasn't signed because maybe Christian Wood realizes the market out there and he says, maybe if Dame goes to Miami or when Dame goes to Miami, I can go play for that MLE or, you know what I'm saying? I can play for that, that exception of that minimum and, and, and take that year or whatever the case is for his contract um, and play for a winning team and a winning organization. And, and it's a great opportunity where we see guys come into a role in Miami and excel. Derek Jones Jr., I heard his name being tossed around. I think he's a great fit to come back to Miami, much like Josh Richardson. We're getting a three-wing uh, defender. Uh, Derrick Jones Jr. is that rim runner. He's a he's a uh, backdoor cutter. He's going to get you offensive rebounds, and he has length on the defensive side of the ball. So if Caleb Martin does get traded, which Dame wants to keep him, it's not his choice at the end of the day. And if he has to get shipped off, we ship him off. But a guy like Derrick Jones Jr. can fill the Caleb Martin role at least on defense to a T and uh, we'll have a, a firepower offense that we hopefully don't need the Caleb Martin role as much. If we have Dame Lillard playing point guard for the Miami heat. So. Yeah. And um, another thing about the, uh, the whole thing with like uh, with Dame, I forgot where I was going on this, but um, <laughs> yeah, <it's hilarious. laughs> I totally lost it. I lost whatever I had. But um, yeah, Christian Wood, good, I think bro. is definitely is definitely waiting. Uh, but I think, like you said, he could end up waiting, seeing if Dame does come, and take that one year minimum type thing, and um, maybe end up like a Bobby Portis type player, where he's just that high energy, get you rebounds when you need it, get you a bucket when you need it, hit a jump shot, and yeah. um, you know, give you some good minutes off the bench, and then raise his stock and get paid next year. I will say Dallas, they tried. They they made they made two good signings on the defensive side of the ball, one being Matisse Tybel. <laughs> uh they tried to sign him from Portland. They tried to get him on a nice deal in Portland. Said, guess what? We're gonna match that. We need that over here. He's a young player. It's a fair deal. And um it, he'll he'll look great for their young future when they get all those first round draft picks in the Miami. Because they're going out, you know, as an organization, this is never something you want to see. Like, if this was my favorite team, I'd probably be like, yo, listen, trade the freaking guy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were how upset were we as Heat fans when we didn't pay Dwayne Wade in 2016 and we had to watch him play in Chicago for a year or two, or Chicago. you know what I'm saying? Like, gross, Chicago, Cleveland, wearing number nine in Cleveland. Oh, so Disgusting. that was something that Miami had to kind of get back from. You know, like getting Wade back was like the first step in that. And and it kind of made things a little better. It, it definitely alleviated a lot of the stress and the pain that we had to watch Dwayne Wade playing in different jerseys. But I think the Heat 
ultimately realize, you know, we didn't do the right thing. At the end of the day, it, it, I'm not going to say, you know, they should have paid Wade as much as he wanted. I mean, Wade was on the tail end of his career, but uh, he did so much for us that I think he deserved it. And he he took so many pay cuts. He took so many, you know, sacrifices in in wanting to keep UD on the team, bringing in Wade and uh, bringing in Bosch and LeBron. So um, for Portland to just, you know, be be going about it this way, it's it's. I don't have the exact word for it, but it's called going outside. And and I don't even think like I understand getting the best value, right? And I understand like not wanting to do it right away because you want to get the best value. But I feel like at this point. Like the whole thing with Woj and Cronin is like putting out these stupid reports is like it's like for what? Just work with Miami to get the best deal possible. You don't have to put out all these reports talking about, oh, we're gonna look into what's this and what's that. For what? Like at this point, you're just you look dumb at the end of the day. And and uh I remember where I was going earlier. Uh you said about Portland wanting Caleb Martin, maybe that being the sticking point. First of all, if that's if that's the holdup, get it done. Just right. get it done. But right. um, also, Riley, why would Riley go in there with his best offer first? Like, why would Riley just go to Cronin and be like, here, here's everything that I have? Like, it's a What do you want? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, he's, he's not going with everything he's got and just emptying right. the clip on the first offer. So, like, these things are going to take right. time. It's taking time. They've got to find a third team, obviously, because they don't want to take on Hero, which, again, like, we got into that. But, yeah, I, I just – it's it's dumb. I can't wait till it's over so that Dame can be in Miami and we can just talk about the upcoming season. The heat going forward. Um, um, two, shout out to – go ahead, go ahead. I, mean, I was going to say two things for me, um, and I sent this to the group chat Zoom when it happened. Uh, Jeremy Grant getting 160 over five. I was like, yo, I mean, he's – you know he does what he does on the on the court, but like that's kind of wow, that's a bag right there. Um, and the other one, oh, I had this in my notes. My fault. Had this in. No, nah, you good? Oh, Jeremy Grant getting that one sixty is kind of nuts. Um, how could I forget Dylan Brooks? The fact that he got eighty mil and a four year contract, I was like, like what? What do you? What do you, you expect him to do? So. I mean, I like, I think I like Dylan the, I like the is fact that he's player. like in that with like a young, you know, caliber, right. you know, rebuilding type of team. But I mean, we saw his limitations towards the end of the season and, and they looked very alarming. So I don't know that Dylan Brooks has done as, as, as enough for an $80 million contract again with the way that the market is set up. You have to admire his defensive you know, ambition and, and well, the heart he plays with. <laughs> he's the type of guy that you do want on your team. You don't want to play against him. He's annoying. He just plays with, you know, a lot of heart. And as much as the antics were maybe a distraction for the Grizzlies, a young team who hasn't been able to get over the hump versus the Lakers or the Warriors um, or Denver for that matter, they're to, to see him on another young team is, is kind of funny. And I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to go. And how his role is is how big his role will be for that matter. But um, I think it's a good pickup for a team that's in the right direction, picking up Fred Van Vliet on a forty three million dollar you know a year deal, which was a little a little pricey. But you, you know he's he's a good player. Um, and you got guys like uh, Jalen Green, who I'm gonna just save my thoughts on. Uh, hopefully he just balls out on the court. 
Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I like that signing for the Rockets. If you ask me, how you feel about how you feel about Dylan Brooks going to the Rockets, Kev? Uh, you know, it's like I think you said it well. Like I think he's a good he's a good defensive player. He remind me with not not offensively, but like defensively, he reminds me of Lance Stevenson. Like he's not a great defender, but he's just an irritant. Like he just gets on your nerves, and he does like I don't know. Like offensively, Lance Stevenson was like miles ahead of. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't do that. Don't do. That. No, no, no. I said, no. I said not offensively. Not he does have a three-point shot though. Dylan Brooks can't knock down that three. No, but, but Lance you know? is getting triple doubles out there. I mean, Lance is a Lance is from New York City. Like he's he's yeah, gonna yeah. get you know he's gonna get a bucket. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah. So I don't think Dylan Brooks is that type of player. But defensively, like just being that irritant and being that kind of guy. Um, because I don't want to say he's like Marcus Smart either, because. Marcus Smart, I feel like he's way better defensively. No, no, no. He's a defensive player of the year. You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying, though. He, he's, yeah. he's. I mean, if if he can focus up, if he doesn't, you know, let the noise get to him and um, or this bag get to him, we can see a hungry Dylan Brooks playing for a, a team that wants to compete. Uh, young, hey, hey, hey. Nah, but uh, before <laughs> we get to NFL, uh, go ahead. No, he and he's only 27 too. Like he's he's entering probably his prime right now his physical prime 28 29 of this contract so this is probably his one contract that he's going to get that's unless he yeah. like, totally outperforms this contract but yeah fair also want to touch smart on the nfl boston. in a second hey it's man crazy. fuck marcus smart fuck boston all right fuck that i don't give a fuck about no goddamn celtics how about that <laughs> we're moving on to the summer league the miami heat got two young guys named nikola Jovich and Jaime Jaquez Jr. There's some other young guys, Bouye and Jamal Kane, that we're excited to see and uh, what they can do. But this year, I think we're going to see an impact if we get to keep them on the team in the Dame Lillard trade. We're probably not going to keep both of them. Hopefully, we can at least retain one of them. If not, I mean, I still want Dame Lillard on this team. But I'd very much so be happy to see a Bam and Jovich pick and roll uh, instilled in this offense this year. I mean, we're seeing the creativity he plays with, his his ability to attack the rim and get his teammates involved. And he also has a knack for getting rebounds kind of naturally. I mean, he's a 6'10 guard, essentially, who needs to get better uh, defensively and move his feet and stop fouling as much. But, man, I, I think there's a lot of promise with uh, with uh, Jovic. And, and then Hakez, I mean, 22 points in a debut, summer league, making it look smooth. Like, his game just translates so well to the NBA. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on that, Kev? And we'll get to the NFL, I promise. Well, before we get into, like, the, the actual encore, did you see, by any chance, uh, Hakez on Paul George's podcast? I was going to mention, I didn't watch it. I got I to gotta watch it, but I did see the clip you talked about, UD. Yes, okay. So that's, I love that already. They, they said he was checking in. <laughs> yeah, I, but I love that. I, so I yeah, love man. that about him. Um, but I think he looked good in uh, the first game. And then yesterday, I think he kind of tweaked his shoulder a little bit. So they maybe didn't play him as much. Um, hopefully, it's nothing serious there. But, I mean, he can't be traded now for, like, what, 30 days officially um, since he signed his contract. So, I mean, if a trade does get done, Within the next 30 days, he won't be involved. Um, but uh, that could also be the holdup. But um, Jovic, the thing about Jovic that worries me is, you know Spo 
will not play you if you can't play defense. Yeah. Like it, it, if you don't make significant difference on the offensive end. So uh, that's just the only I.E. Duncan Robinson. <laughs> right. Yeah. You saw he took those minutes from him yeah, as soon as he sure. stopped making shots. And sure. um, who's who's the uh, we got him a couple years ago. He went to Golden. He ended up in Golden State. He's a shooter. He could ah, a big man. I can't remember right now. Uh, European player. In Golden State. The year after he... he left us, he went to Golden State. We got him at the trade yeah, deadline. I think me. he came from Sacramento. I'll find out. Wow. I'll figure it out. I'm, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Sorry, Heat Nation. But, I guess yeah, I'm not a real fan. Right nah, he, he's nobody important. He kind of shit-talked us on his way out, too. But, um... Oh, yeah. no. I, I was thinking about... Uh, I was th- You just made me think about Mo Harkless, who oh, kind of shit on the way out um, as well. So. But yeah, so that's what worries me about him. And then also people have been talking about, speaking of free agents uh, who might be waiting, Dario Bialita. Yes, thank you. Nemanja Bialita. Uh, yeah. Fucking yeah. 77 offensive lineman wearing head ass boy. If you don't take yes. your sorry ass, no feet moving ass, can't make a shot ass boy off this goddamn roster boy because Spo don't fuck with you. Yeah, so that's like he's young, obviously. So, but he he looks because he put on weight, he looks yeah. slower. He looks a lot. Slower. He's slower. He's definitely yeah. slower. But he needed to put on that weight. I mean, that kid was yeah. a super skinny kid, and it's he's it, just got to work on it. So it's gonna be it's gonna come with it, and you know he's a project. Just, yeah, he's a project kind of player. So he's twenty years I, old. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's young, so he's it's not like he's this slow for the rest of his life. Like he's. He can get quicker, yeah. but that's just something that I think he's got to work on because I don't know if he'll see the floor much if he can't defend. Right. No, he won't. That, like you said, he won't. So. Yeah. Uh. Yo, EP, mailbag. We got some mailbag shit. NFL talk. It's in there. A couple questions were sent in. Yo, Kev, I'm going to throw it to you first. Who has the toughest division right now? In the NFL? Yes. The AFC East. We got the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills, and then the fact that the Patriots are, you know, at the end of the day, the Patriots are still the Patriots until they show us otherwise, where they're always going to be competitive every year, at least. So um, I would say it's definitely the AFC East. So, I mean, I think that the AFC East is the easy answer. However, I don't think it's 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 just a lock. We we haven't seen how Aaron Rodgers and granted it's Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks of this generation and all time for that matter. We haven't seen how this locker room is going to respond to playing with him. As great of a year that you guys had last year, the Jets are new. This is a newfound success right now, you know, and Brees Hall has to come back from that injury. I'm not saying it's an injury that running backs can't come back from, but he has to come back from that injury. And your defense, quite frankly, is going to have to just put up the same type of numbers, if not better than they did last year. Um, so a lot of it is uh, a lot of it is can the Jets be the team we're expecting them to be, which they should. I, I take a look at, you know, two MVP players. Three, 
three MVP type players. And the last one, obviously, he hasn't played in some time and he was very rusty last year. But in the AFC North, I mean, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson. And yes, Deshaun Watson, you know, I think the whole offseason getting to play with his guys, I think with, you know, the talent he came into the league with should have won rookie of the year if he didn't get hurt, could have won an MVP with the talent he has. Um it's surrounded by a very strong team. I mean, you got one of the best, if not the best running back in the game. You have uh, some weapons on the outside. You got some good defensive players, young defensive players. I would like to see how that Cleveland Browns team can put it all together. And then, you know, Kenny Pickett, obviously I'm not going to toot his horn and say he's this or that. What I will say is that a Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin coached team, is a winning team. Um, so off the rip in this division, you're looking at three winning teams and the Browns are going to fight in that division as well. Um, there's going to be amazing quarterback play throughout, much like we will see in the AFC East with Tua, Josh Allen, and uh, not Mac Jones, uh, but uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. It, it's, it's interesting. I think the defense of, uh, of, the, of the Ravens are, are one of the more dominant defenses in the league and the Bengals, have a chance to see the AFC championship this year. Once again. Two things on uh, the Jets. You mentioned Brees Hall in the running back situation. I saw today that they may be the front runners for Dalvin Cook. Um, so that could be a big addition as well. And also when you said um, about Aaron Rodgers, like this being Aaron Rodgers, we have to see how he looks. So granted, it's Aaron Rodgers. But I was going to say, like, I would accept in this moment you saying, but at the same time, it's also the New York Jets. So I agree. We definitely do have to see because we've been here with Brett Favre before. So Definitely. Next one, I'm going to throw it to you first, Julian. Which rookie quarterback will have the biggest impact? It was a heavy draft class. I mean, we, we – <laughs> Star-studded draft class talking about, you know, coming out of the college. Uh, Star-studded is a little is a little stretch. You know, it was top-heavy, and then we got some guys in there that can really make an impact. I think the easy answer and the obvious answer is Bryce Young. I mean, he's coming into a very uh, well-coached system. You know, that staff over there in Carolina with Frank Reich, with uh, Deuce Staley, and all the other guys they got, uh, I think they also got Jim Caldwell on that offensive offensive coaching staff. Um, they signed Buddy from the Eagles, uh, Miles Sanders. They traded for DJ Moore. You know, they, they have the help that they need. Brian Burns is one of the better pass rushers in this league. Shaq Thompson's still over there. And I just think that the system that he, he was drafted into to, to be a number one overall pick, obviously they traded up from nine. Uh, to one but you know to have that to have that type of culture in the locker room and to have that type of uh, talent on the team with a guy that is is the most ready quarterback if you ask me you know size is is an issue um, or an issue if it becomes one I, I think it's only an issue if it becomes one but uh, I think Bryce Young with as, as cerebral as he is and his arm talent he's going to come in and make an instant splash on a team that this team can win the division. I mean, <laughs> that division is pretty weak. And I, I think, you know, the easy first answer is the Saints, right? You you have Derek Carr. He's a seasoned vet with uh, guys like Kamara still and Michael Thomas and Demario Davis over there and Tyre Matthew. 
it's a good team. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know how that's going to pan out for the Saints. We've seen that Saints team struggle. And, and to me, Bryce Young has the ability to make the biggest impact uh, in a winnable division as a rookie. Kev? Um, would it be crazy to say that I don't love any of them? Is that like a crazy take to make? Because um, I don't say like, that again. I said, would it be crazy, a crazy take to say that I don't love, really love any of them? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I Nothing think that is works. a crazy take. Yes. It might be like it might it might come back and I might look. Stupid. We're talking about rookie quarterbacks. I mean, no, I know. I know, but I just, I'm not in love with any of them. Like, I don't know, something. Yo, I'm not going to flex, bro. I'm not going to flex. I'm, 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 I'm not feeling this right now because you, coming from a Jets fan who just fucking signed Aaron Rodgers, traded for Aaron Rodgers, Maybe now he's a quarterback. He's on top of the, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on who just traded for Aaron Rodgers, who went through the Sam Darnold, who went through the Zach. Listen, this is not Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson in this draft class. That's, that is by far not the case because neither of those guys balled out to where C.J. Stroud did, to where Bryce Young did, and had flashes as talented as Anthony Richardson did. Even Hendon Hooker, you can argue, played better than Sam Darnold his last year in college. So, like, and Hendon Hooker's not even going to play this year. So, I do think it's a stretch and you're acting a little brand new with your quarterback. I might be in love with my quarterback, Anthony Richardson. The talent is there. It, you know, the, 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 the speed, the athleticism, the prototype is there. So I, I mean, I could have went with him and, and said, he's going to make the splash, but I truly think with the Heisman trophy winner and the Heisman trophy runner up CJ Stroud, I think it is a stretch. I think you can give a little more credit to these quarterbacks coming into the league. I mean, it's not taking anything away from any of them. I just like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm nobody to even say it. So like, I uh, know, I know, we're, we're shits know, and giggles. Uh, I get that, no, you know. No, I'm just like, I'm saying, like, if any of them were to ever by any chance see this, like, it's nothing personal. <laughs> no, nah, of course not. I'm not You're not. You didn't fall in love with either of them. I get that. No, I get that. I yes. get that. The fact that like. Maybe it's that I'm not paying attention to quarterbacks this year in the in the upcoming draft class. Um, I'm telling you, watch. you're acting brand new. You didn't worry about who who you needed. You know who was coming. I did watch them in college. I watch. I, I tend to watch a lot of Ohio State because I love Ohio State first half every year. So I tend to watch a lot of Ohio State. Let's go. But yeah, I just um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, I I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I love seeing young quarterbacks thrive. But um, I don't know. Nothing nothing like has Anthony Richardson is a crazy like athlete. That's the one thing yeah. I I can say for sure. Like if he can get down the arm, like if he can have like a Josh Allen like type of growth arm like uh, accuracy wise and just like becoming a quarterback, I think like the sky's the limit for him because his athletic he's Cam Newton like to me. Like that's yeah. he's that mold faster. So yeah, so. I mean, and Cam Newton's an MVP, so I believe. So I think he could have that same type of impact down the line. Like this year, I don't know. That, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see any of them having an impact this year. Like, going. Forward, I don't know if. I don't know if Anthony Richardson will ever be better than Cam Newton. I think he has the talent and the God given ability 
to be better than Cam Newton. And we remember, I'm listen, but all I'll say is that what I do know he will be better than Cam Newton at is that if he ever got a shot to play in the Super Bowl, which he will with the Colts, and he loses. With the Colts. I think he's going to handle the media better than Cam Newton. Hey, I don't I mean, think I mean, it, the guy's a stand-up guy. You know, hey, I don't think saying? it works if you say with the Colts after you kiss your, your hand, bro. Hey. <laughs> you say another, another thing I guarantee you Anthony Richardson is better at than Cam Newton is typing. He's not going to use those fonts, bro. How do you how do you hack Instagram to come up with a font that way? And how long does it take? And are you the one typing it out? Like, there's too many questions on Cam Newton's post that I have as far as down to what he's wearing, to why he's typing the way he is and what is being said in the caption. But at the end of the day, man, Cam Newton is one of my favorite quarterbacks ever. He's one of my favorite college players ever. And I will always uh, appreciate what he did for the NFL. So... Shot to Cam Newton. We're gonna keep this going. Uh Kev, I'm gonna throw it to you first. What team is gonna turn is going to turn it around this year? Okay. Um let me let me step out because like it's getting old now. I get it. The Jets thing. So I'll I'll the Jets thing. (laughs) And and I mean they turned it around last year. I think it's fair to say the Jets turned it around last year. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna continue to see a turnaround, but uh, like in the in the right direction. Um, but if I had to choose like a lesser team, um, and see even that, like, I like Pittsburgh because Mike Tomlin, I just think like, he's a great coach, but again, like what's the turnaround year for them? They didn't have a losing season. Um, I like Cleveland, honestly, to turn it around this year. I think Deshaun Watson is going to, uh, come back and with a, a, a year or half a year under his belt from last year. Um, kind of figure things out and get more comfortable in that offense. Um, yeah, so I think and Chubb is – Nick Chubb is incredible. The The amount of uh, times he runs the ball every year and consistently just churns out yards and he's a workhorse. And uh, so I think, uh, I think Cleveland is definitely on the right trend to turn things around from last year. June? I'm, bad. I'm over here muted. I'm going to say, let me ask you this, Kev. <laughs> With that being said, if the Cleveland Browns do turn it around this year, do you think that then becomes, at that point, the toughest division in football? Or are we still sticking with, you think that there's too much firepower at the top of the AFC East um, for that? Yeah, because I still think as good as Cleveland can be this year and as good as I think Baltimore can be with Odell added, if Lamar is hundred percent healthy, which I, there's no reason to assume he won't be. Um, I just think those three teams at the top are just like real legit when all teams went healthy, I think are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. That's when, when two is on the field, when Rogers is, if Rogers is healthy playing like Rogers, when Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs are friends again, like I think everything will be good with that uh, Buffalo team, but um, yeah. So I think those three teams are legitimate Super Bowl contenders when healthy. But yeah. All right. Um. So I I think the Denver Broncos to me stick out here. Um. Russell Wilson obviously had worst season in his career by far, and it was just like 
where, like, what happened? Um, before I left Florida and moved to New York, Kev was on the bed and we sat down and talked about uh, Nathaniel Hackett after week one and how, actually, I think Jawan would have been on that episode, but you were definitely there as a camera crew. Uh, and and you were calling for Nathaniel Hackett to get fired after week one, you know. And thank thank God he's I, not making all the time. I called it super prematurely, and and I or you called it super prematurely, and I disagree with you. I thought that I mean, there's no way Russell Wilson was going to have the year that he had last year, and the Broncos were going to be as shitty as they were. Um, I don't think anybody saw that coming, but they did, and you 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 kind of did with Nathaniel Hackett at the helm, so. They did what was right. They let him go. And who comes in? I mean, Sean fucking Payton, right? Like, he hires Vance Joseph on the defensive side of the ball. He brings in his guy from New Orleans, Joe Lombardi, as an offensive coordinator. Like, the staff is strengthening up. And the talent is still there. There's guys like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Shot to Jerry Judy, a Deerfield boy uh, from Broward County. Um, like, the talent is on this roster. Bradley Chubb is still there. They still got Justin Simmons. Um, there's no reason why this team is not a eight to nine win team should be 10 win team, um, in a, in a tough division, but with the Raiders kind of looking not as threatening, I think that gives them the, the opportunity to truly get to 10, 11, even wins, uh, under a well-coached team. Who's going to take care of the ball this year, hopefully. And Russell Wilson isn't going to be seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold did. Um, I think we see a big turnaround from the Denver Broncos. And I'm talking night and day. Like, we're, we're, Russell Wilson is never going to play that bad. I could come back to this and I could be totally wrong. I mean, it's July 6th. But I don't think we ever see Russell Wilson play as bad as he did last year. Yeah. Bradley Chubb, real quick, is in Miami. They traded him. Is in Miami. They did trade him. Thank you yeah. for that. Thank you for that. Um, but I, I, just, wanna... I just went on my – I'm on my Stephen A shit right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to uh, beat a dead horse with Nathaniel Hackett, especially mostly because he's my offensive coordinator now. But like, if <laughs> like, I was saying that after week one, right? Like me, if you don't think there was players in the Broncos locker room that were thinking the same thing, like who the fuck, like we brought Russell Wilson in for these situations and you did that, like that you lose, you set the tone you'll for your never, season. You'll never one. forget that week one. Yeah, you'll never forget. Never. I mean, Russell Wilson going back to his old team, you know, in and you and, and it's like storybook ending is on its way, and you're like, I'm coach, you know, I'm gonna step here and I'm gonna make the decision. We're gonna not call timeout, we're gonna kick a fucking 60 yard field goal to tie to settle for a tie. Like, what What are we doing? Like, let him go down and try to win the game as if we'd never seen Russell Wilson Crazy. go and get a fourth and one with 30 seconds left in Seattle, you know, like. It was just it was just a, a bad decision after bad decision from coach from quarterback and it just bled through the franchise and that's what happens when you're coaching your quarterback are the performing at their worst you're that's what you're gonna see um I and I'll, I'll stand on that I don't think we're gonna see that bad of a performance from Russell Wilson again and to touch on Nathaniel Hackett being the Jets offense coordinator now and you might be happy about it you might not you know feel too bad about it or you might hate it however, that's Aaron Rodgers' guy. You know, relationships matter in the league. And that's one of the reasons Aaron Rodgers is in New York because he wants to be with a guy like Nathaniel Hackett again who understands him. And it's kind of like 
the coach that gives him freedom. You know what I mean? And Matt LaFleur, as great of a coach as he is, Matt LaFleur is an alpha, you know, and and they had to have a workaround relationship where it's like we're two geniuses and we got to make this work. But we're also very two, two very strong minded uh, quarterbacks. We saw like flashes of it during the season when they played Tampa Bay and it was like a fourth and goal, a third and goal situation and hack, uh, not hack it, but. LaFleur wanted to kick it and Aaron Rodgers wanted to go for it. Little things like that. I think Hackett is going to give Aaron Rodgers more of that free flow of, you know, play calling and instilling his culture and what he knows from the game to that New York Jets team. And it's going to really benefit them uh, in that way. I don't think that was the case that needed to be uh, in, in Denver. So. Hey, this last one is a three part question. All right. So June, I'm going to throw it to you first. You got to give me a dark horse, major awards, one for rookie of the year, one for MVP, and one for comeback player of the year. So I'm going to I'm going to stand on what I said as far as Bryce Young being the best rookie uh, quarterback coming into the league and I think that'll that'll you know have him win the rookie of the year. I, I truly think he's going to have a really good year. Like, I don't think he's going to – we're going to see struggle. We're going to see struggle from every rookie quarterback. But he has opportunity to play from week one under a quarterback coach like Frank Reich, who came from Indianapolis, um, where, you know, it was an unfortunate situation that he was put in for, like, five years of trying to figure out new things with new quarterbacks. This is going to be, like, his sixth new quarterback that he has to work with and new coaching staff. So uh, it's it's going to be a challenge. Him being the most ready uh, player uh, offensively, Coming into the league, I think uh, I think we'll see Bryce Young, and that's not necessarily okay. So, sorry, you asked me dark horse. I, I went with obvious answer. Yeah, so. I was. Sorry. I want to let you get your shit off. You know what I'm saying? I just I, I I don't see anybody else but Bryce Young winning the MVP. If Kev wants to go touch on the dark horse, I don't see anybody but Bryce Young winning the MV. Uh, I'm not MVP. You know, rookie of the year offensively. Uh, yeah, offensively, I got one. Uh, and I love this kid. kid I just picked for this franchise, not for the kid. I think he's going to be great anyway. Um, but Bijan Robinson in Atlanta. Uh, I think he's – I've loved him for the last two years at Michigan. He, he's, a, a, he's a bowling ball. Like, he'll run you over. He'll, he'll run by you. He's, he's, he's him for real at that position. And uh, I think if there is a dark horse, I think it's it's probably him for me on offense. All right. Um, dark horse, comeback player of the year. You, you got some guys, you know, Tua Tagovailoa. You got guys like uh, the obvious winner. If you want to place your bet now, put a lot on it. DeMar Hamlin. Uh, if he comes back, shout out to him. I mean, if we see him on the field one, you know, once again, that's that's going to be an amazing thing, barring what happened. Um, but my dark horse is actually going to be Brees Hall, and I alluded to the fact that he might, he's going to have to play good, and we don't know what's going to happen him coming back. But th- the Jets are going to run the ball. You know, they like to run the ball, and it's only going to benefit him having Aaron Rodgers being able to throw that slant to Garrett Wilson and guys like. Uh, Miko Hardman over the middle and just have Brees Hall run it up the gut, run it up the gut. So I, I think he's going to come back strong from his injury, and we're gonna we're gonna see uh, the Jets benefit a lot from from the run game this year. So shout out to Brees Hall, my dark horse comeback player of the year, Kev. 
Uh, I was going to go Brees Hall, but now I got to pivot. So uh, just for the sake of the conversation, I'll go Cooper Cup. Ooh, I like that. And then we got MVP was the last one. I'm kind of stumped on this one. Was it, what do you mean? Uh, I thought Cooper you said, Cup? No, I thought you were saying, but yeah, I thought you said about Cooper Cup. Oh uh, no, 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 no! I'm kind of stumped on on the MVP, like MVP. as far as dark horse. I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes probably win MVP. I mean, let's be real. But um, and and also MVP is like a quarterback award, right? Like, right? Yeah, we're gonna see yeah, like we'll say that. Like, Eight ninety percent, it'll be a quarterback in my in my opinion. So, um, I, I, there's there, you know, I'm gonna go with Justin Herbert as far as dark horse. I don't think he he's the obvious choice, but Justin Herbert. I mean, he's a guy who can throw for fifty one hundred yards. Um, he has great weapons around him. They their run game is 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 obviously what hurts them in the past game that they don't have like Josh Allen, you know they don't have a true runner. But I th- I think what we saw from Justin Herbert as far as efficiency, as far as getting the ball in the end zone and to his best guys, I I take Justin Herbert as my dark horse MVP this year. Chargers Chargers can play a really good season this year. Uh, so I'm gonna give you my dark horse. But um, I'm also, I think this guy's going to win the MVP. And I have a few reasons. They're not going to pass up the chance at giving a quarterback from New York the MVP if he is in the top five in stats in every statistical category, which I fully expect him to be. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP. And here's another thing. He's had the biggest movement from when odds opened to now, as far as uh, MVP odds, he's had the biggest movement to lesser money. So Vegas feels the same way that I do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I I don't think they passed. Like if Aaron Rodgers has a year where he's top five yards, top five in touchdowns, great, how he always is every year with less than 10, 10 interceptions or less, I don't think like, the media passes up on the chance to give him the MVP in New York. Uh, let me ask you this real quick. Is there, is there a chance that Danny Dimes is the best quarterback in New York when it's all said and done at the, after this season? Stop it. I He's the you. third best quarterback in New York. I got you. So, I mean, listen, what, behind, what I've taken... Behind Rodgers and Wilson. What I've taken away from this podcast is that one, the NFL season is going to be fun. It can't come soon enough. We're 50 days away from college football. 51. I mean, by the time people listen to this, we're, we're going to be in the 40s. Um, so shout out to that. Dame Lillard will be a Miami Heat player alongside Jaime Hazquez. Um, That's going to be a great sight to see. And the home run derby is going to be fun. I got Pete Alonzo. Does anybody want to give me a, a guess on who they who they think is going to win the home run derby? Julio. Ooh. Randy. I don't think he's got that. I don't think I don't think Julio's got the, the stamina for the for the derby. Hometown. Randy Shout out town, to him. They, it is going to be hometown facts. So. Um, Randy. I can't hate on Randy, man. Randy's Randy got that pop. Randy Rice and Sand. 
<laughs> Yo, we need the we need the jersey. He's fifty one. Is he fifty one? Number fifty one. Um, what is yeah, he wearing? Number fifty one, I think. Fifty one. I think he wears fifty one. But uh, Randy Rice and Sand. Rice and Sand on the jersey is lit. <laughs> and it'll be the the Tampa Bay Rays American flag jersey. Rice and Sand. You know, that's that's next year's Fourth of oh July. I'm, I'm rocking that. So, any any uh um, final final thoughts, Kev? Oh, I got final thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Um, Woj, Woj, learn something from Shams, all right? I know you taught him or whatever, but like, let's learn how to be like a good journalist and not like just being spoon fed by the front offices. Um, a Gerber baby, (laughs) right? I mean, it's ridiculous. He looks like one as it is, and then with glasses, and then uh. And then Julian, please, I beg you, um, stop eating Kit Kats like a serial killer. Listen, oh, uh, I mean, you're the second person to say that. I, 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 I mean, listen, to, to peel the Kit Kat and break another piece of that, uh, you got to do the dance and sing a song when you eat the uh, Kit Kat. I'm not doing that. Listen, man, <laughs> let me get the Kit Kat, bro. I'm trying to just, eat, you know what I'm saying? Trying to eat some candy, bro. So. Hey. I got a, I got a, I got a closing thought that we can close out on. For anyone wondering if that five hundred dollar bet on the Guardians cash, it did. Let's risk more profit. <laughs> hey, and that's the bet. That's the best plugin you could put right there. So uh, go join Less Risk More Profit Telegram. We're gonna drop the link in the in the description. Follow us on Twitter ATS Pod on Instagram ATS Pod Official EP Kev. I appreciate y'all as always. Yes, sir. Took some time to get God body complex. Always go for more, never strive for less. Couldn't walk in my shoes, you ain't prepared for that. You niggas holding so much space, ain't clamoring no cap. This here my luxury tax, get a massage, right raps. We done came so far to have to ever look back. Big portions, ain't playing no games. Still whipping the wheel of fortune. Audio extortion, poolside chilling, getting fed, chill grapes. Analyze decisions through learning from my mistakes. It's not what never be ready when you're called in the game. Life just like a game of craps. Watch the makers make a side best. So much cycles like a laundry mat. How you gonna grow when you keep moving in circles? Feeling so fulfilled when you're living out your purpose. Handle business with my brothers. It's more than music. Like minded individuals, just so in tune on a higher level. Gotta tuck your pride that the skies won't help you. Find a new component. Blind eyes, all opponents And these isms poking, gotta know it, probably quoted Ain't no satisfaction to suckers to see me hopeless The hood poet, kicking knowledge to the hopeless The ones that know they great but can't really show it Never dim your light, command your space Reprimanding on your life, it's a part of the game So roll through the punches, be coachable and stay pungly Understand you need something, self-love abundant Just keep rumbling, keep repeating no assumptions, yeah, it's no assumptions, yeah, tired slide like ooh, comfortable in the zoo, had to slow it down, now I'm back on my one-two, yeah, so, got a feeling, uh, cause I've been feeling this thrill, got my hand on the wheel, trying to find my purpose, I just gotta see how this feels, yeah, yeah. This day.
the hilltop and you are deciding on, on next jobs, next steps, careers, further education, you would rather find purpose than a job or a career. Purpose crosses disciplines. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose.